Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. Amazing, this is moment in time. Like th- these guys, they made a little bit of music, but that album, the score by the Fugees, <laughs> oh baby, so good. And obviously, Lauren Hill, Wycliffe, John, they both. I mean, uh, they all went and had great careers on their own. But th- that was a cool moment in time. Well, what's crazy about it, that album's almost thirty years old. No doubt. Like if you, wild, if, right? it, it's wild. Like there are certain albums out now that I'm, I'm just baffled. Regardless of genre that are uh, are, uh, are are as old as they are, which makes me just like, hi, my name is Methuselah. Um, <laughs> I'm 978 years old. Uh, but I was thinking about that the other day. I was listening on the way to work. I was listening to the Nevermind album, right? Ah, um, yeah. One of the best. Love me some old school Nirvana. And I was thinking the kid on that cover has got to be, what, 30-something years old? <laughs> no doubt. And, and was trying to sue his parents for that <laughs> picture, which is another story for another day. But I was just, it made me think like, Time's a beautiful thing, and it's cruel all at, all at the same breath, especially when I walk by a mirror. It never ends. Yes, sir. Come on, ESPN Radio. You want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. You want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. Mr. The In It, you can always find it on the podcast, available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Let's have some fun. So I had a present for you. I got you a Christmas present, and then in typical Coulter fashion, I lost it. What? I just misplaced it or something. But then I found it again today, and then I grabbed the wrong book. I brought a book to work that is the book that I'm reading, not the book I was going to give to you. So I'll just give you a spoiler alert. I bought you a book. Oh. It's uh, it's called The 90s by <gasps> Chuck Klosterman. Well, I already love it. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're going to love it. Chuck oh Klosterman is one of my favorite pop culture writers. He's hilarious. Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs is one of the great books ever written. It's so funny. This is his new book. And you're the queen of the 90s, so. I sure am. Oh, my God. Thank you. I can't wait. So the only stipulation on my present is that after you read it, you have to give it to me so I can read okay, it. And then I'll give fair. it back to me. And then I'll give it back to you. You can give it to all your friends. I know. I was going to say, I already know I have to send it to Lauren. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think I lost it because I actually uh, I bought it for it? you. And then I snuck read like the first 20 <laughs> pages and then put it on the, t- the table downstairs and then forgot about Aww, it. Aw, thanks. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Carol Unsing does no sports here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MTF. Speaking of Christmas presents, I got some sweet ones at Buff City Soap. And even though Christmas is over, uh, they have all sorts of stuff going on. But they got a bath bomb party coming yeah, so up. What's you, this all well, about? you can just you can call and get and have a bath bomb party. So like you and your friends or your kids or you know like a birthday party, and they come in and they get to make their own bath bombs and take them home. How cute is that? So cute. I know. So fun. If they want to know their influence on the youth of America, my nephew, who's seven, he made an uh, an eight-item Christmas list this year that he sent to Santa and, and to me and whatever. Sports Illustrator for kids, a Patrick Mahomes poster, some trading cards, Buff City bath bombs. No way. That's what that he is wants. so cute. That's what he I love it. Well, I don't blame them, frankly. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. they're Especially good. Especially if you're like a, a little guy that just takes baths all the time. My, yeah. my, my younger nephew, who's four, 
if you give him a purple bath bomb, he thinks he's like... He's in heaven? No, he's literally in heaven. He's just tripping out, just loving it, just splashing all around. It's you know, funny. they also, since it's cold and flu season, they have these things, they're called shower soothers or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And they have... Um, eucalyptus in them so you so they get steamed in the shower and then all the eucalyptus comes up and clears you out and it's glorious okay so uh since you are the chick who doesn't know sports we're gonna do a little um rapid fire trivia okay yesterday three of the most iconic coaches of the modern era in football all retired i have it in my notes wow you got multiple of them okay Yep. I, I was going to say, do you even know who Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick? I guess Belichick didn't really retire. He kind of got forced out. But I was going to say, do you know who any of these guys are? I mean, Nick Saban, I've seen his name all the time because he's the Alabama coach. That's correct. And you love Alabama Greek life. That's right. Bama Rush. <laughs> um, Bill Belichick, obviously, I knew because he and um, Tom Brady were besties. That's right. And Pete Carroll, I didn't know. However, Pete Carroll might be my new favorite person. He's right up your alley. He was chewing he, gum, riding his bike. He announced that he was, you know, retired or leaving the Seahawks. Yep. And then he held a press conference and he cried talking about his wife and called her an angel in my life. Pete Carroll's one of the all time great guys for sure. Pete Carroll's also, um, he's such, he's such an anomaly because in the NFL, there's like three styles of coaches. You're either like Mr. No-Nonsense, No-Fun, I Hate Everything, All I Want to Do is Win Football Games, like Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Or you're like Mr. Positive, oh yeah, Marty Mornaway, let's go, you know. Uh, or you're like um, Nerdatron, Mike McDaniel, like just, you know, drawing yeah. up on the like the beautiful mind guy, you know. Right. Just making formulas like a mad scientist. Pete Carroll's like none of those guys. He's just like a super happy, chilled out dude who's just like having a great time and wants everything to be about love. And it's uh, it's He's, pretty fascinating. He sounds like a really great mentor to these young men. He definitely And is. he shows them a lot of love and affection from definitely. what I've read. Definitely. So he's... Now, it, what I found interesting about all of this is Nick Saban is 72. That's right. Bill Belichick is 71. That's right. Pete Carroll is 72. That's right. And at the end of every article I read was... No word on where he might coach next or something right, like that. Right. And I'm like, they're in their 70s. It's time to retire. I think Pete Carroll will probably be done. Yeah. That was the vibe I got I from his press I think Pete Carroll is just trying to like ride his bike on the San Francisco Pier and have some brunch and, you know, hang out. I think he'll just be done. I don't think he'll go into anything, TV or front office or any of that stuff. I think he'll yeah. just hang out. Belichick's going to coach again. Why? He doesn't know what else to do. He's he could a, he's, just relax. <laughs> he definitely could just relax. If I'm 71, I'm relaxing. I mean, when I turn 55, I'm relaxing. For sure. This is my especially, retirement announcement. Especially if you had made... Right. I mean, Mick Saban's been making $10 million a year for forever, for two decades. Nick so. Saban's got to retire too, right? I you believe, can't go I believe another- that Nick Saban will probably get into TV. Oh. But I think Nick Saban is done coaching as well. I think Nick Saban... So the pro guys, the pro guys, the argument would be that the game got away from them. Mm-hmm. They just haven't quite... Their style is just a little bit antiquated. And I think they're both aware enough that they don't want it to become really antiquated. Right. Uh, 
for Saban, I think he is like, I'm not down with what college football is becoming. I don't think he wants to do all that stuff anymore. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to do like name, image, and likeness and bidding for players. He's like and old open school. Free agency. They have all the resources. Like most coaches that would be over it are ones that can't keep up. They have the resources to keep up. I just think he just doesn't want to do it. I don't blame him. I don't either. I also, since we're talking about college football, I wanted to bring this up, this whole transfer portal thing. <laughs> okay. I want to be delicate. You can be as hardcore as you want. I think most of our listeners are probably like, what the hell is going on? They are not into this stuff. I'm kind of bummed out seeing what happened this week with a Grizz player. Yeah, go to McDowell, the Grizz quarterbacks in yeah. the portal. Yep. Um, had he, they won, would he have stayed? I don't know. I don't want to talk smack about a, a child. You no, know, but I mean... But I just feel... I, I'm bummed out by this transfer portal because I understand transferring yeah. if the school isn't a fit or sure. this or that. And But it seems like a lot of these kids transfer... I know of a, a friend of a friend's son is transferred for the third time and well, he that's why plays it's not college surpri- football. That's why it's not surprising that Clifton McDowell's transferring. This is his fourth school in four years. Oh, it is? It's about to be his fifth. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Sorry, I just... Like, I, there's all the things that go into it. Like, people... I think that people are blinded by, like... We watched Clifton McDowell play football on Saturdays in Missoula in front of 26,000 people, and that's an awesome experience. I think he would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. That was 10 days of his whole life. Right. He's from Spring, Texas. Like, he's not... Like, there's nothing that's keeping him here, you know? Like, he's far away from his family. I and, get that. And I, I'm not trying to put any sort of speculation out there as to why he's transferred. I guess that... And I'm not even trying to justify it. I'm just totally numb to it at this point. My feeling is this, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. People have to learn what commitment is. That's for sure. And if you commit and you sign to a school and you say, I'm going to play for this school you, and get a full ride, you should play for that school. I, I understand so, things happen and you might need to transfer. I understand situations, but this multiple transferring, is it to get more playing time? Is it to get on a winning team? Do they think they're going to go to the NFL? Like what is, why, why are these people tr- doing this so much? So here's the reasons that they're, that people would transfer coaching, coaching changes, a coaching fit that you don't like, or your coach is leaving and you don't want to play for somebody else. Location and lifestyle. You, you're committed to somewhere. I think that in the recruiting process, like when guys are getting recruited, they only go on official visits to places one time. You might, you know, let's say you're from Texas and you come to Missoula in the and middle of the winter yeah. and you, for one weekend, you're like, that's fun. Right. And then you're like, what? It's winter for seven months. That's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So there's the lifestyle part. There's the school part. Then there's the, but now there's all these other lures too. There's the attentions part. Mm-hmm. There's the getting re-recruited part. There's the enablement part because everybody's enabling these kids. Right. There's the money part. That's the part that's like I'm stuck on the most. Most of these guys are transferring under the premise that's going to give them a bigger opportunity to go make money playing football. Mm-hmm. But most of them don't have the opportunity to make money playing football after this. Right. So if you could only make money now... If our world is all about money, we've already defined that that's what it's all about. Wouldn't you just go take the money when you can get it? Like, that's Clint, the Clint, problem, Clint, like, I think. I hate to keep using Clifton McDowell's example. He's just the one that's the latest example. Right. He's not going to play in the NFL. There's not one chance he's going to play in the NFL. The only time he can possibly get paid to play football is next football season. Well, that's what's, what's frustrating to me and probably my my friend Nick over at University of uh, Alabama. <laughs> totally. Is that you can now draw people away with money. 
Absolutely. And I think that's wrong. It's really weird is what, and yeah. There now, needs to be some sort of regulation. There needs it. to be a regulation. I also think there should be a transfer ma- maximum, like twice or once and or There used to be, then they yeah. got rid of it. I think they'll bring it back. They got rid of it because of the COVID stuff. Because people had elongated eligibility. Yeah. And there's all these mental health things that sprang up. But I do think they'll probably get rid yeah, of that. Yeah, I just don't think, I think... And this isn't. This is just an issue all around in this demographic. But commitment is important, and learning no commitment is. And so let me ask you this: I've thought about this a lot. We've made a lot of progress in society in terms of kids being mean to each other and mm-hmm. bullying each other in certain ways. Right. In-person bullying, I think, is less than it was when I was a kid or when you were a kid, especially when my parents were kids. Mm-hmm. There's all these other new ways to bully people, like on the internet yeah. and stuff, but bullying's not really the right word. There's bullying, there's like, there's mean-spirited bullying, but then there's also just like talking smack to right. your buddies. exactly. Football locker rooms, for better or worse, used to always just be, like, if you did something ridiculous, you had to be accountable because your friends were going to make fun of you forever. Yeah. And I, I just feel like if this, if you took this scenario of all these guys leaving and transferring and put it 20 years ago, people would be like, what are you doing, dude? Right. And if you left, they'd be like, see ya, man. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. You said you're my teammate and you're not my teammate. Get out of here. Right. Now, like you see when guys transfer, all their teammates are retweeting it like, go be great, bro. Love, so much love, you know? Yeah. And that's the part that's just nauseating to me. Like, first of all, these guys write these letters on Twitter Thank you so much to my coaches and all my teammates. And I'm going to be a Grizz forever. That being said, I'm transferring to Alabama. It's like, what? It's like, first of all, dude, you were only here for two years. Like, all you're talking about your lifelong memories. You're 20. You don't even know what you're talking about. And also, it's just so disingenuous to say thanks to all these coaches that poured their heart and soul into you. And you're just leaving. And all the fans who were so excited. And he played great. And... Took, I mean, this team went very far, and it was great. And next year, it could be even better. And then you just leave because you didn't win. That's the part. I just feel like if if guys made fun of each other more and held each other accountable more, it would really it would curb this a lot. I agree. Like, I, with- would lo- I would love if I saw a guy tweeting, "I'm leaving," and one of his now ex teammates was like, "Good." Yeah. Like I hope you're gone. Or like, suck it up. Like, See you later, buddy. We yeah. don't need you anyways. Right. You know? Yesterday, Jackson Lee, who's uh, one of the Highway One boys from Phillipsburg, near stomping grounds. Yep. He trolled the whole world. He posted a picture of himself. He said, "What an awesome season in Missoula. I love all my teammates, coaches, and friends." Dot dot dot. I'm staying with the Grizz. Yes. I love Montana. Love it. But like, the, I posted it on Twitter, and he got we got like eleven thousand retweets on it because people were like, "Good for this guy, man!" Yep. Like, what a good sense of humor. I like that. It's just so weird, though. I, I I don't know. The whole thing makes my head spin because I, I see both sides. If we've determined that football is just a money making engine, which we have, then the employees are the players, and they should make money. But that's not what this was. That's not the intent of why this exists. The intent of why college football exists is supposed to be for camaraderie and like a coming of age ceremony and having fun and being and kids. to keep playing your sport that you love. And, right. and oh, by the way, get a free education. No, for sure. One of my buddies who was a, a ex D one athlete who's now a, a, a big time business owner in town, but he played big time. He played in Pac twelve, and he was saying he's like, man, you have your whole life to worry about 
money and being a part of this giant money engine and all this stuff. He's like, you're supposed to just be being a kid. Totally. Like the whole point of being in college is that you don't have any money and it's okay. Yeah. You're eating ramen and you're, you know, driving a clunker around and it's all, yeah. I, it, it bums me out to see, um, to see this happen because I think these kids are also missing out on important life lessons. So, totally. and it's great to play college sports. It's great. Sports are very important to play for all the reasons you mentioned, but so is sticking it out and, right. le- you know, seeing where things go and moving forward. And I don't know, it just, it, it bums me out. And so, um, you know, we'll see if things change. I hope they do. Check out those sports here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The one, there's a couple pieces of solace in this, but the one, the main piece of solace, I think, for people that are listening to this show around the state of Montana is that, at least for now, at least for the immediate future, Montana and Montana State are going to continue to recruit almost exclusively in-state and kids from around the region. Like, you're not going to really get much farther recruiting than, like, Minneapolis or Seattle. Like, you're getting kids from a pretty... From close by. Pretty close by. And and half the rosters are going to be kids from Montana. Yeah. Like, Braxton Hill said in the post-game press conference, he said, man, Montana was my number one school since I was five years old. Aw. Like, I want to be a Grizz forever. Like, there was, there's nothing that I ever considered doing besides this. That's why I think people love it so much around here because they know like these guys are fulfilling a lifelong dream. Yeah, it's so true. If you're like from all over the place and you've been all over the place and you come here, I mean, like McDowell was here for six months and now he's gone. Yeah, what does that mean to him? Like, cool. He'll think. I, 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 the other thing I'll say is this: I, I do think we can have solace in the fact that I think there's a lot of kids that will will stay at Montana, Montana State forever because it's what they've always wanted to do. Yeah, money be damned, it just doesn't matter. The other part, though, is I think that it. this is such a new frontier. I think in 15 or 20 years, we're going to be able to write a book about all the different scenarios of this and all the different people that have all these different regrets. I bet you're right. Yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of guys that left the Grizz basketball program, for example, during the COVID times. Yeah. That was really tough. They were playing in front of empty arenas. But now they're playing at places to have empty arenas when the arenas aren't supposed to be empty. And exactly. now we're going to go to the Grizz game to, on Saturday night, and it's going to be 5,000 people there. Yeah. And I just I think it's just a different deal. I think that people don't have that perspective until they're older. I agree completely. Yep. Good conversation, Carolyn. Check it out on those sports here on ESPN Radio. I'm not just a comic genius, okay? <laughs> I also well, have deep well, thoughts. Well, the funniest, uh, funniest promo in the history of Missoula Broadcasting Company is currently running on ESPN Radio because... Uh, Gambling state. <laughs> Safford just can't get over it. Every time he hears it, he, he laughs like it's the first time he's heard it. It's just so good. Oh, you guys turned that into a promo? Oh, we definitely oh, turned it into cute. a promo. Trolling you <laughs> daily now. <laughs> right. I don't care. Uh, Jake and those sports presented by Buff City Soap. What else you got? All right. Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee have broken up. Man. So. I think Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to be the Aaron Rodgers saying crazy stuff on my own show. I'm the Aaron Rodgers in this Yeah, that is for, it's totally true. Uh, so, If you're accusing people of what Aaron Rodgers was accusing Jimmy Kimmel of on Pat Maffey's show, that like it, that's not like, oh, we're risking getting canceled. That's like we're risking getting sued or killed. Right. I mean, like I don't know. Like people, atta- I, I don't want to get in the crazy weeds of the conspiracy, but people attached to like... Jeffrey Epstein and Agreed. Giselle Maxwell are Disappear. like, they just go bye-bye. Yeah. Batman, he's so, like, oh my God, I need a security but, guard. So here's what happened. We talked about it last week. 
Aaron Rodgers made that comment. Jimmy Kimmel was like, no, and called him out. And then Aaron Rodgers came back on Pat McAfee this week and started, I mean, I watched, I tried to watch it. I had to turn it off after a while because I was like, okay. But he went on and on about COVID, vaccines, um, Fauci. I mean, and- how do they get on these subjects? I must say, I have not listened to this in a really long time because they, Aaron Rodgers annoys me so bad. Well, I think it's because Aaron Rodgers just starts talking about it. But the reason he brought it up was talking about this Jimmy Kimmel thing and defending himself for making that comment, which was he gave me all this grief about not being vaccinated, this and that. And then he started going on about his opinion of vaccinations all these things. And you can just see Pat McAfee and his co-hosts, like their butts clenching. They were <laughs> like, okay, okay. And anyway, so after that show, he said no more with Aaron Rodgers. He actually made a statement. Oh yeah. And then he said, I don't want this kind of stuff on my show. I want, this is a lighthearted show. This is sports. This is this. I don't want any politics. Yeah. So he Kind of made it seem like he's the one who made the decision. Well, I know the craziest part about this. Yeah. In two years, Aaron Rodgers is going to have his own podcast, and it's going to be 10 Aaron, ten. he's going to have his own podcast tomorrow. And it's going to be 10 times bigger than Pat McAfee's, for better or worse. I mean, you're probably right, but mm-hmm. he will have his own podcast, but I don't think he should. I think he should just be quiet for a little while. Gosh. Go back to the quiet room, Aaron. Go, go to back, your, yeah, go go to your back dark to the quiet, darkness retreat. retreat. I think that would be good for him right now. Man. Yeah. I, and I also don't think he should come back to football. I think he, See, you know. Here's, here's, the, here's my dichotomy with Aaron Rodgers. I wish I could never listen to him talk again. And just watch him play and football. And I wish he could just play football. It's so funny because coming out of hard knocks, I was like, this guy's really Same. cool. Same. And I thought he should be a coach. He was such a nice mentor and all these things. You wonder how much of that was propaganda. Mm-hmm. But then you also wonder how much of it is just like, when he's in this realm, like when he's got a microphone in front mm-hmm. of his face, he just can't shut up. Yeah. And, no, you're right. When and, it's football, it's football. And he's great. Because he's probably not down there on the sidelines like, hey, did you get vaccinated? Did you know it causes injury or whatever <laughs> he was saying on Pat God. McAfee? He was probably like, remember masks? Uh, no, he's like, <laughs> hey, throw the ball yeah, 100 yeah. yards it's or true. whatever you're supposed to do. True, true. So the, the, an end of an era. End of an era. And I don't blame Pat McAfee. Man. And also I feel like <clears throat> after our discussion last week, maybe I owe you an apology. Because you always are worried we're going to get canceled oh, by yeah. my big mouth. That's the best part about it, though. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go off like... If we if we toned you down, then we'd have to cut the segment because then it wouldn't be funny anymore. True. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about it. I was listening to us last week and I was like, oh my God, I'm Aaron Rodgers to Coulter. Yes, you are. <laughs> Except I'm cooler <laughs> and less rich. <laughs> and way less into yourself. True. That <laughs> Chicken Does Those Sports presented in part by the Hot House. Hot House has an anniversary coming yes, up. Yes, it's their 14th anniversary. On Monday, right? On Monday. So on Monday, January 15th, um, they will have free classes all day. So in terms of the logistics, you, you sign up on the Mind Body app. You right? go Hot House Yoga Missoula. Hot House Yoga Missoula. Great. Yep. Go there on Monday. They have free classes. Definitely pre register because it's going to be packed because yep. not only is it a holiday, so yep. there's a lot of people off work. Um, but it will be free. So I have a feeling a lot of people will go check it out. Some people like Carolyn have anxiety over being late. People like me have anxiety over being early. 
The one thing that is great to be early to is is the hot house yoga. Yeah. You go there and you get your mat down and they just lay there. Lay there it's in the heat. Absolutely glorious. It's the best. I used to get so panicked because I'd be trying to go there and like I'd get there like seven minutes before class started. There'd be no room and I'd just feel so weird. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave half an hour before That's it starts what I do. and be there 15 minutes early. And if you're just there 15 minutes early, you can just lay there and do nothing. Especially it's in glorious. this negative, whatever, wind chill. I oh mean, it's going to be, I'm going at, at noon and I cannot wait to just sweat. I went yesterday and Glenn must have had that heat on blast because like the second I walked in there I was like oh my god it was awesome yeah I've had some awesome ones lately yeah. as well I uh I got up front right by the heater Ooh. and I, I had already you know they always tell you set your intention before class mm-hmm. my intention had been to not take my sweatshirt or my beanie off the whole class but then I was right by the heater the, the girls that were right next to me must have thought I was about to have an episode, but it was it was unbelievable. I actually appreciate that you do that. I hope you washed your beanie after. Always. Okay. Um, because there isn't, it is so gross to me sometimes, the sweat that, I don't want to say anything bad, but sometimes sweat flings around. And I, I, I am a self-contained heat mechanism. Exactly. So you absorb your sweatshirt and your beanie, absorb it all. I learned right away because I, when I did it in just a t-shirt, I, there was like a, mm-hmm. a puddle. And yeah. I was like, no, nope, that's not happening. I'm just going to have it all inside me. Exactly. Yep. yep. I appreciate that. No, it's now ESPN Radio. All right. What else you got? All right. Do you know who Jake Browning is? Of course I do. He plays for the Bengals. He does. University of Washington alum, Folsom High School. Shout out. Wow. Look at you. Yep. Well, his girlfriend, um, Stephanie Niles wore this white, like, skin-tight one onesie bodysuit with his number on it, and it was all, like, bangled out and all that. And it got so much attention that the designer, it's a small designer, like a friend who made it, is blowing up because everybody wants it. Okay. Now, Stephanie, her body is tight. So she looks good in this outfit. One of my favorite things on the internet is when people are like trolling quarterbacks on the internet and they'd be like, look at this quarterback and look at how good looking his girlfriend is. Why is that trolling? Like implying like this guy's homely looking. And it's like, oh, got it. It's like, okay. oh, the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals has a has a beautiful girlfriend. Right. That is just shocking to me. I was laughing because I was like, dang, she is so gorgeous. And then, and then I was thinking about that. And I'm like, well, of course, of course he has a gorgeous girlfriend. <laughs> That's like what I always tell my, like, my buddies. Like, can you believe that that guy has a hot girlfriend? I'm like, or wife. I'm like, do you have a hot wife? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, I guess this designer, they've sales have skyrocketed. They make them in various colors. They can make them, you know, if you want one, maybe for the next Grizz game. Yeah, that's that's just what I want. One, um, onesies for me. <laughs> anyway, um, that's really all I had to say about that. I, I will, actually, I, I will say something. That outfit is not for everyone. Amen. As are most outfits. Well, that one in particular is definitely for a specific See? body type. There's ways to hold people accountable without being mean. This is just what I'm talking about. Was that holding? Somebody? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like I would never wear that outfit. Yeah, the new the new age kids will never tell each other that. Though. Right. No, you're right. All things for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not this outfit. Uh, all right. What else we got this week? Okay. Last thing, because okay. I know we got to go. So, Caitlin Clark. Yes. I guess University last week, um, some Iowa State, the Iowa State student section. Iowa State, not Iowa. 
Yes. So they were yeah. playing each, Play each other. other yeah. They were yelling overrated to her. Wow. That's pretty mean. Well, <laughs> yes, it is. You, no, it is I mean. I bet you she doesn't care. <laughs> she um, she got 35 points in that game, so it was yeah, fine. she did. However, apparently, um, our dear Aubrey sent this to me. In 2019, when she was still playing high school, I guess a bunch of boys showed up and yelled overrated to her. And they kept yelling it and chanting it. And then she got 42 points. And I guess they show like the video of it. And as the game progresses, they're like, they start like overrated. And then at the end, they're like, overrated. <laughs> and then at the end, end, they're just like, okay, bye. So um, suck it, all of you it's, guys. Uh, it's such a rare thing in sports to be... As good as Caitlin Clark has been the last three years, and then have the target on your back like she does this year, and even to just maintain the level of performance is rare. To have it go up again, I mean, she was, the last two years, she's been arguably the greatest women's college basketball player ever, one of at least, Mm -hmm. and she's blowing her numbers out of the water. I'm looking at her numbers right now. She's already made 85 threes. I bet you that's more than the entire Grizz men's basketball team. Like she, she is, she's averaging thirty-one points per game. Like to to take it to the level she's taking it to is just it's just absurd. Abs- abs- she's one of the great athletes in the in, in America. Well, that's why I don't understand why would you go and yell overrated to someone who's clearly not overrated. I mean, she has continued to get better. She's got a great attitude. She's humble. I think. I mean, I I just I don't understand why you would go and and do that, but. You know, young people, I guess. Yeah, Once I mean, again, I guess this is a form of bullying. It's just going <laughs> to toughen her up. Well, she obviously responds very well to it. She's a stud. She's really fun to watch. If that were me, I would collapse and like be rocking back and forth on the floor crying. Here's something that's happened because of her that is, uh, there's been, you know, the, the prestige of the UConn women's basketball team and Stanford and, and Notre Dame, Tennessee, some of the, the blue bloods in women's basketball. And certainly people watch, you know, it's on-demand viewing when it's the NCAA tournament, especially like the Sweet 16 on. But now, if you go to Red's Bar in, in Missoula, it used to be for years and years and years on like a normal weeknight, you'd only have men's college games on. Mm-hmm. I was on every single time that nice. she's on. Like, she has become such a phenomenon that it's even broken through into the male world, and it's it's pretty sweet. It's a pretty great story. Well, and last year, the numbers for the women's playoffs were through the roof. I mean, And they were sure. record-breaking because the basketball yep. was so good. Yep. So it's just funny to me to yell that to someone who is... I mean, I guess people, you know, do this all the time, but... Yes. It's just... Uh, I just love that she's like, mm, no, not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, Signals on Sports, presented by the uh, Hot House Yoga. They have their... 15th anniversary on Monday, so go sign up uh, on their website if you want to take a free class to celebrate the 15th anniversary. It's also presented by Buff City Soap, Bath Bomb Parties coming up, and also presented by The Hype House. Hype House has a whole bunch of new packaging. Visit HypeHouseStudio.com. They have um, expanded weight training opportunities, personal training opportunities, new packages that include cycling only, strength training only, and a combination of the two. HypeHouseStudio.com is located there on Tool Avenue. Anything else? That's it. Thanks for being here, Carolyn. Thank you. Well, it's now ESPN Radio NFL matchups throughout the playoffs. Next, keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula.
ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hopefully you're staying warm out there. Drive slow. There's nowhere uh, you need to rush to when the roads are like this. I sound like my grandma. <laughs> Rajim Zebra kicking with me. <laughs> Coulter Nuanas here yeah, in studio. Let's talk some NFL playoffs. we got six yes. games on the docket. Let's go. Seven teams in each conference. One team gets a bye now. It's a little different format. They changed a couple years back. What is this round called now? Isn't it doesn't have it's a, the wild card round now? No, but it's like it has a different moniker now. It's like wild wild card went something like that. I don't know. It's something new, something different. Yeah. So here's the uh, here's the docket for you. Tomorrow you got Cleveland at Houston. Then you got Miami at Kansas City. Sunday, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. The uh, Green Bay Packers at Dallas. The Rams at Detroit. And then Monday, you got Philadelphia. The Eagles playing at Tampa Bay. So a couple questions for you. Um, first of all, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna start rip off a question from uh, Mike Greenberg's show today. Greeny, which first time playoff quarterback, C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love, do you trust most in this first round? I like Jordan Love. I like the body of his work. Uh, the last, the back end of the season. Uh, I, I, I think he has showed. A bit more mastery of the game. I like Stroud's physical attributes a bit more than Love's. Um, so for me, I, I've enjoyed watching uh, Mr. Uh, Love mature on the field and within the game of football. Stroud's so sweet. He he's, is, he's ridiculous. He is still a rookie. Yes, sir. But I do think that even though you say... Um, so that there's a notion that this is uh, Houston's so young, right? They're in the playoffs for the first time with this core of guys. But they were in the playoffs last week, even though it wasn't the playoffs. Because yeah. that was a win and in or lose, you're done. I guess Indianapolis. And they won it. So you wonder if that sharpens the, the sword just a little bit? I don't really know. Um, in terms of, let's just talk about these Saturday games, though. Miami's a mess. Miami was like the darling in the league. Dumpster but, fire. But they are so banged up, man. Bradley Chubb's out. Jalen Phillips is out. I mean, that's the best pass rushing duo in the NFL, in my opinion. They're both out. Uh Jalen Ramsey's been all banged up. Tyreek Hill's been hurt. Jalen Waddle's been hurt. Tua's Rajin, been hurt. Rajin Moser's been hurt. Tua's been hurt. So I don't know where I'm at with the Dolphins. They stacked wins early, and then they kind of sputtered into the playoffs. That said, Kansas City is not any good either. They haven't been very good either, but they did play well the last two to get to that uh, three seed and get a home game. What do we think of this matchup? I think Kansas City wins this game. I think that the the... Patrick Mahomes is just too good to lose this game. Um, yeah. You know, Kansas City has been um, just much maligned, especially within the in with within the wide receiver core. Just there's just no apex predator out there for him to throw the ball to, which then means they can stack the box against Pacheco and then double um, Travis Kelsey, and then that, that there's the dismantling of the offense. So. Right. But I think that there's enough in the tank for Kansas City to win this one because there's not enough in the tank for Miami to to pull out the upset. The uh, the early game, though, it, it's fascinating because Cleveland gets the home game because they won the AFC yeah. South <laughs> with the ten, whopping 10 ten, wins. Woo! And then the Browns got to go on the road, even though they got to 11 wins, even though they've had their entire roster decimated this year. I mean, they played four quarterbacks. They lost Nick Chubb for the season. They've been all big. I mean, Mari Cooper's been in and out of the lineup. They've had tight end problems. The thing that's been consistent, though, is their defense. It's led mm-hmm. by Miles Garrett, who I think is probably the front runner for defensive player of the year in the league. Um, it's just it's just fascinating to say that 
39-year-old Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns are road favorites in the first round of the playoffs. Joe Flacco. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's the it's the grizzled veteran that there's a Cinderella story like this every year. There's the there's the old wise sage that pulls the team out right. from the depths, and there's that upstart rookie uh, that we just mentioned that's that's in the game, and that's why we love it because it creates such polarity. Um, like Robert Sala said, the head coach of the New York Jets, he said Joe Flacco's like that '95 suburban. In the summer, you don't want to drive that thing to the beach because everybody's gonna be making fun of you. But by the time it's December, you want that thing because it's the old reliable that's gonna get through the snow. That's just like Joe Flacco. He's, he's old reliable. He, he's, baby. Not, he's not even signable when the beginning of the year, then you sign him straight off the couch, and now he's been the man down the stretch for the Browns. Yeah, that's just called veteran, having a veteran head, you know what I mean? Like, there's just nuances of the game that you can't coach at a younger at a younger age. It's just procured through the years of experience, and Joe Flacco's got a lot of mileage and some retread on those wheels, so um, I, I, I've, I've actually enjoyed watching him play, because I, I root for the old dudes. I'm an old dude. I root for the old <laughs> dudes, so let's go. Sunday, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo, what a roller Coaster. They were awesome and then looked like they were put about to pasture. And then they came storming back and they got all the way to the two seed. Like three weeks ago, we were talking about how the Bills were playing for their playoff lives. And now they're the two seed in the AFC. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, man, I mean, credit to them for being able to piece it together, especially because Penny, Kenny Pickett wasn't ever any good, anyways. And then when he got hurt, you're even worse with Mason Rudolph. And you got no offense of any sort. Nothing. You fired your offensive coordinator. I mean, all these different things. But Pittsburgh's fighting an uphill battle because the, the stalwart, the, the leader of their team is out. T.J. Watt's out in this game. Yeah, so. dude. Pittsburgh loses this game. Buff, going back to Buffalo. Buffalo reminds me of myself back in the early 90s. When I was on my Ritalin, I was on fire. I was getting good grades. I was focused, everything. Missed a day or two. I was, I was off kilter, just like the Buffalo Bills. So that is the poster child for why you need to stay medicated. It's a- like... like <laughs> Stay medicated. You stay on your course. You go get off medication. You look like a wobbly horse. But <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> the fact that they made moves in season, though, uh, sometimes that doesn't work. This worked. I mean, getting rid of the offensive coordinator, getting a new offensive coordinator yeah. there. He got Josh Allen, as Barty Mordewick says, I mean, he, he you just got to figure out a way to put some rudders on him, but you can't. Make the lane one lane wide. He's got to have room to go back and forth across traffic, right? Because his greatest attribute is his freelancing ability. Totally. Sometimes when he's freelancing all over the place, he's throwing the ball in the stands and he's taking hits and he's throwing picks. I mean, at one point... That's the lack of Ritalin. (laughs) At one point, he was leading the league in touchdowns and interceptions. That's amazing. They reeled in the interceptions part and uh, and then he helped them surge in the playoffs. I agree. Uh, Buffalo uh, at home, probably a good one. Dallas... Dallas has been the, the 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 regular season overhyped team and then the team that you knew was going to lose in the playoffs if they made the playoffs for 30 years. Now they actually have a real draw, though. They've been When they've been in the playoffs, they've been getting the playoffs as like the four or the five. Well, now they got a two seed. Now they're going to play at least a couple home games. They still have an issue where they're, they're so much better at home than they are on the road. But guess what? They get this one and the next one if they win this one at home. It's a pretty good start, and uh, you know Green Bay upstart team, but uh, I don't know. I just think that Dallas at home is pretty tough to beat at this point. Ugh, They've won thirty-two yeah. out of the last thirty-three at home. 
hate these guys. I know. Same. I, I, oh God. Oh uh, yeah. Dallas. How, Dallas wins this handily. How about this though? How about this part? I, I have. This is my opinion. Though. But does the old Dallas show up? Do they? Do, See, okay. Here's my. Here, I was do just we go? Say this. Let's give, give me some histrionics, so, brother. So what? I, what I was actually going to say is, when the Cowboys are hyped like they have been all year and are actually good, they're way less nauseating to me. Because <laughs> usually they're so hyped and they're not actually good, but they're actually right. good now. Yeah, they are good. They're they not, are good. And then it's beyond Dak Prescott. Everybody wants to say, "Oh, it's because Dak's playing at MVP N- level." No, wrong. It's because Ceedee Lamb is unbelievable and Ridiculous. Tony Pollard is great. Their offensive line is the best in football, and they have a nasty lights out defense led by another one of the best players in the league, and Micah Parsons. He he's just okay. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> man, yeah. It's 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 the world has kind of caught up with Dallas and Dak has caught up with the pieces around him and he's just kind of to me he's not the centerpiece he's he's a piece of the puzzle that's helping Dallas finally get over some humps I think they win this first round the second round I'm not very confident for Dallas just because of their their history so we'll see but they should be Jordan Love and the Packers coming into this first wild card round we'll see what uh we'll see what comes down the road the rams were an absolute mess the first part of the season hot mess first cooper cup was hurt then they were cutting uh, Cam Akers, and then Matt Stafford got hurt, and then they were starting Brett Rippon, and they were losing 20 to 3 at Lambeau Field and then everybody came back and Kyron Williams, the guy who replaced Cam Akers at running back, started exploding. And then uh, Puka Nakua, who had been replacing Sick. Cooper Cup, keeps on producing. And now all of a sudden, the Rams are like one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're going into a place in Detroit where the Lions, by record, are one of the best teams in the NFL, but it's the Lions. So, are, I mean, are you buying or selling Detroit at home, especially with a uh, Rams team that's been so good the last six to eight weeks? If they wear those smoky blue matte helmets like they did last week, the Lions win. Those were smoking hot. They were. Even though the line that was drawn on it looked like Ray Charles, Helen Keller, and Stevie Wonder all went together with the silver highlighter on it. But that's another story for another day, kids. I think that Detroit, to me, has also been kind of a consistently inconsistent team. Um, they've won the games they should have won. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost. And I just think that this is a game that, for me, this is the push game. Either, either It could go either which way. I don't think Detroit is the heavy favorite for me in this. It could go either way. It's a push game. What do you think, Nuan is? Man, I... Matt Stafford in the playoffs is good, and Matt Stafford going back against his Revenge. old boys and being in Detroit. I don't know. I'm not going to bet the, the – I'm going to put money on this game. I'm not going to bet the Rams to win straight up, but I am going to bet the Rams to cover. What's the spread? Detroit, I think, is four-and-a-half-point favorites. So I, I think I think it's going to be a good game. I it should be. I think LA is going to go in there and give them a game. That's the second of two revenge games because Tyreek's going home to Kansas That's right. City. That's right. And Matt Stafford's going back to the old uh, old state of Michigan. Um, okay, last one. The Eagles are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. I mean, the Bucs are an eight, I guess a nine-win team after last week. But the Eagles have completely fallen apart down the stretch. So I don't know. This is a this is a stay away from a betting perspective for me. But uh, what do you think of this matchup? Well, two things. Andrew should totally have some say-so on this to talk about his Eagles. That's first and foremost. And then second of all... Um, I think last week hurt the Eagles going into this game. Like, literally speaking, like, you had some dudes getting hurt that you don't want hurt going into the playoffs. Yeah. And um, it'll be interesting to see where the head the headspace for this team is because right now they look lost. They do. You know, it's like when you, when you lose something in a room, you walk in and you turn on the light and then you find it. Right now the Eagles are just kind of stumbling in the dark. And uh, when you lose to the Giants, regardless of who's out there, that's not a good foreshadow of things to come. No, I was out Radio. I'll give you a couple more NFL thoughts to take you home here on this Friday. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
on is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Come on, now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today and all week long. If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com. The M Store, where they all grizz all the time. The MSU Bookstore, visit msubookstore.org. And Schulte Law, jschultylaw.com for any and all of your legal needs. Well, we got a couple minutes left, but uh, who do you think should be most on upset alert in the first round? Ron Jim Seabrook riding with us like he does on Fridays this time of year. Um, who should be most on upset alert amongst the home teams in the first round of the playoffs? Detroit. Going back, I, th- I really think I, I the think Rams so. could uh, usurp uh, Detroit. Um, and if Dallas isn't careful, Jordan Love can be surgical at times, and he, he might be able to pick you apart. But uh, other than that, I don't I don't foresee any upsets. Yeah, it's it's funny because like Tampa Bay would not be an up like the Eagles winning in Tampa Bay would not be an upset, even though Tampa Bay is the home team. Just like Houston, uh, Cleveland winning at Houston was not be an upset either. So it's gonna be fascinating though to see how this all plays out. It's gonna be crazy how fast it goes because right now we got fourteen, and then we're gonna have. Eight, and then we're going to have four, and then we're going to have two, and then we're going to have one. See, that's how wings are at my house. I had 18, <laughs> and I had nine, and I had seven of them all. We're good. We'll see you on Monday. We won't have any college football to talk about. We'll have plenty of NFL. See you then. No one is down. ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home and uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on and it was really surreal it was a cool moment cool experience for sure yeah, that's so cool you guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you but when people are looking up to you like they do I mean they think I mean you're the man right now at <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana what's yeah. that like being a Montana kid um it's different for sure um you know growing up you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that but um you know it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids lives um you know, I just wanted to make sure uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.